All right, what's happening, people? Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we've got a special guest on the line this week, all the way over there in Canada. I think it's um, crazy snow over there. Was was that a real photo you posted on your your Facebook? That was my car yesterday morning, completely buried in snow. That's crazy. I'll give this person a proper intro in a sec, but make sure check out her Facebook or her Instagram. She posted a, a photo. I thought it was fake because I'm from Australia. You know, I've never <laughs> seen that much snow in my life. Her, her car was basically covered in snow. So I'm surprised you got connections to, to do this here. Uh, but a little bit about this person. She's an absolute expert when it comes to Facebook ads. Uh, I know a lot of people in, in the Facebook ad space, and I've actually hired Natalie to run my Facebook ads. If I ever want someone to run my Facebook ads, I reach out to Natalie. Um, I've paid her thousands of dollars to do it. She's generated me hundreds of leads and, and thousands of dollars back. So she's good at what she does. So if you're ready to run Facebook ads, I definitely recommend reaching out. I'll make sure I put all her links down in the, the show notes. Um, but let me introduce her. It's the one and only Natalie Ann Martin from Natalie Ann Ads. Natalie, how are you? Hi, I'm doing really well. I'm so happy to be here. How are you? Yes, I am great. Um, Natalie, I like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Do you have one for us? Yeah, um, so it kind of goes, um, everything happens exactly when it's meant to. Mm -hmm. And I kind of follow that in my life. And it helps me keep going when things feel like they're not going great. Because I know that everything that's meant to happen to me is going to happen at the exact moment that it's going to happen. So I kind of just follow that and it really helps me keep going when things aren't so great. <laughs> yeah, that's when I, I use that one as well. When things aren't going great, it's like, eh, hey, wasn't mm -hmm. meant to be, you know, and then yeah. I just work harder and, you know, get it the next time. Awesome. So let's um, do, actually give us a bit of background, Natalie. So I know I said you're a Facebook ads person, but let's go in a little bit more detail. What is it you actually do there and how'd you get into it? Um, so, I was actually a bartender for like over 10 years before I officially got into ads. I ended up getting, becoming a mom, getting pregnant. And that kind of inspired me to make this huge change in my life. So I started, uh, I originally started in the online space doing high ticket affiliate marketing. And that's how I originally learned Facebook ads. And through running ads for myself, I actually realized that I was so passionate about the ads part. And I was spending all my time um, researching ads and learning new strategies to implement in my business that I took a step back and realized, hey, like I should start a business running ads because I'm so passionate about, uh, passionate about this one part of my business that I should just take this one piece and start a whole new business with it. So that's what I did. And I reached out to a mentor of mine and she coached me one-on-one. -on -one and, you know, I spent thousands of dollars learning ads myself. And now I love running them for, I predominantly run them for online coaches and course coach, the online coaches and course creators. Um, helping them amplify their course launches and create passive income in their business. 
Love it. And it's, um, I like that specialty as well because it can be worlds apart, right? If you're doing mm-hmm. fitness or you're doing an online course, it's different. You're, if you're doing, you're running ads for a gym, you know, you're running ads for an online coach, it's different. You know, you're doing e-commerce, it's different, right? So I think that's important for the, the listeners there. Uh, I want to try and do this interview in two parts, Natalie. I think the first part, we can maybe talk about uh, the benefits of ads for those that are ready for it. Uh, and then on the second half, we'll sort of be like, hey, these benefits are great, but there's a whole heap of stuff you need to do beforehand before you're ready, right? Now, let's, let's um, if we set the stage a bit here, in, in my opinion, and let me know your thoughts on here, let's say someone's okay. already got a course, they've already launched it organically, and they've made a few sales organically, and, and they're, they're consistently making sales organically, whether it's, you know, a launch every 12 weeks, or whether it's, you know, they're, they're posting on social, and they're getting people hit them up, or they've got a Facebook group, whatever, right? They're constantly making sales. They're pretty much ready for ads, right? Yeah, I would say so. If they have a strategy in place, a, a funnel, if their funnel is converting well on the back end, uh, when people, when leads go through the top of the funnel and they have the conversion rate they're really happy with organically and they have a budget, if they're consistently making income in their business, then that means that they have a testing budget for ads. Um, those are, and they have the validated offer there. Those are the three main things that I look for in a business owner um, to ensure that they're ready for ads. So when they have those three things in place, then it helps me understand that, okay, they have these three things. So we're, we can get ready to um, amplify what, what's already working in your business with Facebook ads. Awesome. And we'll dive a bit deeper into how to get those things later, but let me just make sure I've, I've got this. I think the first thing you mentioned was a, a funnel. So there's got to be something, right? You've got to already be having leads come in and then you're making money somehow, whether you're giving them a mm-hmm. call, whether it's a webinar, whether they go through your email chain, it's like you've got people coming in the business and you're making some money there. Uh, the second thing exactly. was income. So it's like, it sort of runs from it, you know, it's like, all right, you're making money. Hey, be a smart investor and don't just take all that money for yourself. Let's put some of that money back into the business. So we make even more money. And we'll speak about that in a sec, because that can be a hard decision for some people. They're like, man, I've just started to make this money here. And now you want me to give, you know, a thousand or 2000 or 3000 away to, to ads or whatever. But the, the, the philosophy is, yeah, you know, give us you know 2000, but we'll make you 4000 or whatever it, it may be there. Uh, and then the offer, I think that's a key one as well. And that's an interesting one, right? It's kind of like, cause I guess you could test it on Facebook ads, but it would be expensive, right? It's kind of like, if you haven't done it organically, that's fine. <laughs> we can do it on Facebook ads, but you're probably going to have to eat a few thousand dollars just seeing if it works on, or you're going to have to eat a few thousand. You're definitely gonna have to lose a few thousand dollars to start with. And then you might make it there. Right. Is that kind of a summary of those things? Yeah, exactly. If you don't have those things, then there is the risk of losing a lot of money and basically throwing your money down the drain um, because Facebook ads work as an amplifier, right? So they help amplify something that's working in your business. But if there's something that's not necessarily working, it's not converting well yet, then it's just amplifying the fact that it's not converting well by losing you some money. Yeah. And I think the important part there, if someone's listening to this as a course creator, 
that's not the Facebook ad person's fault. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know, have you had any situations like that, Natalie, where like someone's got no funnel, no validated offer, they get you to run their ads, there's no results and they blame you? Does, does that ever happen or, or are you careful yeah. on who you bring on? It happened to me once when I first started my business um, where I, I got someone um, almost a thousand leads and the, the, a th- yeah, oh, the, did you say a thousand leads. Yeah. The actual ads were doing so well. The, she was getting $2 leads that was over like almost a thousand leads. And I, I was reaching out to her to see how things were going. Um, but near the end of our contract is when she finally emailed me saying, yeah, none of them are converting. And I mean, at that point, we only had a week of our contract left and there was nothing that I could do. But that's when I started implementing other things in my business. Like I'll do a full funnel audit to ensure that their funnel is working super, super well and just make sure that there's that constant communication and I also just, I, I have a questionnaire that I ask people before I onboard them as clients. And I just, when I do my discovery call with people, I just, I make sure that they have these things in place in their business before they start running ads. And if they're not ready yet, then I say, you know what, um, maybe let's work on a couple of things in your business and then you can come back to me in a couple of months when you are ready to run ads because the last thing I want to do is run ads for your business and you not make any money back. Like my goal is for you to have profitable ads. And question here, the way I look at it, I'd love to hear your opinion here, is kind of like the Facebook ad, let's say if someone was to hire you to run their Facebook ads, the job is to bring in leads but the actual sale is kind of the job of the course creator, right? They've got to have something there where like, Natalie, feed me a whole heap of leads where they go to this page and they either register for a webinar or buy a phone call, or I just know if people go to this page, they'll buy. Like that's the course creator side of things, right? Your job is to drive leads, correct? Or traffic? Yeah, essentially my job is to drive um, qualified leads yeah. So I obviously I make sure that there are leads who are interested in the business and who want to purchase. Um, but essentially on the back end of the funnel, that is mostly on the course creator to make sure that there is a conversion rate. Like I, I can offer my suggestions and I can do retargeting ads and set up a nurture sequence with ads to do my best to raise that conversion rate. But when it comes to things within the funnel, those aren't things that I fix myself. I can offer suggestions, but I, I'm not a funnel expert, right? I, I know a lot about funnels because of, I'm a Facebook ads expert, but if a funnel isn't converting well, um, there's not much that you can do by funneling a lot of leads into it. You might get a couple sales, but that's not necessarily saying that it's working. Yeah, it's like pouring water into the the empty bucket, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Let's spend, let's talk about some of the advantages now. So let's say someone is doing quite well organically, but they're a bit hesitant to go on Facebook ads. They're kind of like, oh, I don't want to spend money or probably that. I mean, what what, what are your takes on that? Do you ever get people that you know should be using Facebook ads, but they're not? What are the common things you hear there? 
Yeah, I think that a lot of people are afraid to use Facebook ads because they get a bad rap in, yeah. in the online business community. People have had bad experiences with them and share that with people. And everyone thinks that if you use Facebook ads, you're going to lose money and this and that. But that's not the case. When people are losing money with their ads, it's because they're not using them right. They didn't put a they don't have a, the right strategy in place. Yeah. The person running them probably doesn't know how to use them and how to optimize them, how to scale them properly without breaking the ads. And oftentimes it's because they don't have those three things in place that we mentioned before. Like they don't have a funnel that actually converts. They don't have a validated offer and they might be spending money that they don't actually have. I yeah. do find a lot of people run ads when they're brand new in their business because they think it's going to like amplify their business, but yeah. that's just not the case. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, cool. Makes sense. Um, okay. So let's speak about some of the things we need to have in place then let's maybe start with, let's start with, with like the offer slash price point. Cause I know this was a question um, in the Facebook group that I tagged you in mm-hmm. Natalie, where uh, someone made a post that was, I can't remember exactly, but it was basically, hey, you know, I've got this course that I'm selling for 20 bucks. You know, um, does anyone know how I can put it on Facebook ads and it just sells on autopilot and, and makes me money? Now, <laughs> with my knowledge on Facebook ads, I mean, like I say, it's impossible. I'm sure there's maybe someone that's that's doing it, but that's a, that's a hard sl- And also there was another, another one of my friends is a comedian. I might um, refer him to you actually, Natalie. I'm not sure if it's worth it, but he's a Las Vegas comedian. And he's like, hey, I want to run Facebook ads. Uh, and I want to, you know, sell tickets for my show. He goes, the only thing is, you know, the the ticket cost is 25 bucks. That's what he makes off it. And I'm kind of like, man, if all you're making is 25 bucks and, and that's it, like there's no upset, like it's going to be hard to make money off, off Facebook ads. So what can you tell us? I know there's no right or wrong here, Natalie, but have you got any indications on like what kind of pricing usually works for Facebook ads? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. So the pricing really depends on the industry. Um, Because I know if you're business to business, your ads are going to be more expensive because that's just how the pricing works in Facebook Facebook ads land. (laughs) So you have to consider how much it's going to cost you to acquire each lead. Yeah. So in the B2B, that can range between 10 to $20. Yeah. And then when it comes down, when it comes through that, you also want to consider your conversion rate in your funnel. And I kind of do the math. Like there's a lot of math when it comes to it. Yeah. But I typically want, like, on the back end, a course that is at least around $500. Yeah. 
and it can vary lower and higher depending on your industry. But yeah. I do find $500 to be the sweet spot. Yeah. And if you do have something that's kind of a lower ticket offer, you want the funnel to lead to a higher ticket offer where maybe you're not necessarily going to make a uh, profit on the front end, but on the back end, you're getting like a $500 sale from someone buying your $27 course. 100%. Let's spend a minute there because I think there's some some good things there. So it's kind of like, uh, and that's what I see with my ads as well, about a $10 to $20 per lead. Do, uh, my conversion rates, depending, there's a lot of different things going on, but roughly about 10%. Is that what you'd sort of see there with, with that kind of offer as well? Yeah, it, it, it depends on like where the conversion rate is in your yeah. funnel. Like if it's your, it if webinar? I'm just looking at, yeah, if I'm just looking at a landing page, just a landing page with a free webinar where they just sign up, like there's a conversion there, right? Yeah. Even if it's a free conversion. So on the actual landing page, I expect it to be above 20% yeah. for that that conversion. And yeah. then, yeah, and then actual sales conversions in your email list typically range between two to five percent for like a high ticket sale right so you kind of have to look at those numbers when you're considering um like if you're ready for facebook ads with your product suite and your funnel gotcha okay so let's do some basic math on there let's just say we're, we're getting leads for 20 bucks as an example so let's say okay. you put um you know 100 bucks on facebook ads this week as an example if you're getting leads for 20 bucks you'll get about five leads Right now, let's say you're you're selling a course for a hundred bucks. It's kind of like you need one in five to buy. That's tough work, right? Yeah. <laughs> the first time they hear of you in a cold audience, you know, like different story if it's a warm audience on a webinar. But that that can be tough work. That's why Natalie's saying around five hundred bucks. Because let's let's use that as an example. Let's say you put five hundred bucks on a Facebook ad. You're getting leads for twenty bucks. Okay, you're going to get twenty five leads. Okay, out of 25 leads, at least one is going to buy. You know, and if your thing's 500, great, it's a break even. And you've got 24 leads for free that you can then, you know, that they might buy later, your next launch, you got a different course, whatever it may be. So that's, yeah, that's that's what I found as well. Um, and then Liam might write and saying with your own business, I, I was reading that Facebook post, you use like a low ticket offer to build the list. Yeah, well, it actually... It might, it's, it's not fully built out yet. I'm still working on it at the moment, but I actually start with a freebie. It's a free uh, Facebook ads checklist. And then on the thank you page, when they sign up for that, I have a $27 Facebook ads course, which I also sell in the email sequence. Gotcha. And it, it kind of flows with my product suite at the end of the course. If anyone needs help with additional Facebook ad strategy, like personalized strategy, I offer a in-depth strategy call. And then after the strategy call, they do have the option to hire me for one-to-one -one support on Boxer as well. So I kind of just look at like what they need next after they have used like the first thing, like the checklist, the course and everything. I just kind of have it flow and be like, okay, once they're done with this, they might need this. And so just to be able to offer it to them. 
Gotcha. Okay. So let's summarize some of this because there's a lot of really good stuff going on there. So as a course creator, you've got different options and this is where it comes mm -hmm. down to the offer and the funnel, right? Um, yeah. In my fitness education online business, it's kind of like, hey, here's the course, enter in your details, you go to a sales page and then my sales team will give them a call, right? That's one way to do it. If you're a course creator, that's one way mm -hmm. you can do it like that, right? Um, Natalie's using a different strategy there, which is essentially, hey, you know, here's a freebie. That's what the Facebook ad is, the freebie. Yeah. Now, what's yeah. important with what Natalie's doing is there's an upsell on the back of it. Both, I'm guessing they enter in their details that they get a comes up on the thing. Hey, here's your freebie. In the meantime, get this thing for 30 bucks or whatever. And then they'll get mm -hmm. three or four emails over the next week or so. Hey, did you see this thing? It's usually hundred bucks. We get it for 30 bucks, whatever it may be. And the goal there is kind of to, to break even on, on that. Is that right? Yes. yes. And, then, and then the advantage to that is you're getting really hot people into your email list, right? You know, that anyone on that email list is someone interested. And then you sell your high ticket offer, which I don't know what it is now, but it's a, a few thousand dollars, I'm guessing. So it's kind of worth it to, to sell something for $27 if you've got something on the back end for $3,000, you know? If someone's watching this and they've just got the $27 thing, kind of wouldn't be worth it. You know, like look at what Natalie's doing there. You could maybe make an argument that you're building your list for free and then maybe you've got, but you'd still need to have something else. You still need to have exactly. something else. That you, you're if you're building your email list, you want to make sure that you're nurturing your email list and selling something to, the, to your email list rather than just breaking even on Facebook ads and having this email list like, what are you doing with it then? <laughs> Hundred percent. And then the other thing, um, when Natalie ran ads for me, we ran it to a webinar, which I think is another yeah. good strategy as well. It's kind of like a happy medium between those between like, cause promoting a course directly can be hard work. You know, it's like, and I've got an advantage with what I do in my fitness education online business, because the niche is so solid. Like they're just personal trainers they need to do courses to keep their accreditation and Australia to Australia is easy because I can just give them a call and it's like, we're on the same time zone. You know, they see an Australian number and even then most people won't pick up, you know, but I can just imagine if I was trying to call someone in Canada, like what's the time there now, Natalie? Um, well, it's 3.30 PM here. So it's okay. not. But, but, but 7 30 a.m where i am you know like, yeah exactly <laughs> I, I start calling until a couple hours time it's going to be 5 30 over there and like if you get a call from a random australian number at 6 p.m like you're not answering that you know so pick up random calls <laughs> exactly you know so it's like a little bit harder and also the other advantage i got with what i do in fitness education online is i'm calling other personal trainers who are also business owners so it's mm -hmm. kind of like you got to answer that if you're a personal, if you're a face-to-face -face personal trainer and you get a, a random number, you got to answer it because it might be a it might be a potential client, you know. So it's interesting because I feel that I call them, they're like, hey, they're all friendly, you know, at the start, <laughs> and they realize I'm trying to sell to them, not the reverse and the the changes. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's another story. Uh, so that's that's obviously one way you can sell the course directly, and it doesn't need to be a phone call. You know, you can have a video page and emails and and that kind of stuff as well. Um, on the flip side, you've got what Natalie's using at the moment, which is kind of like a freebie, a break even, and, and then sell later. I think the webinar is a good happy medium because it's kind of like you're still getting in front of that person live, but you're not calling them at whatever hour and hoping that they're busy. You know that if they've attended that webinar live, you know that they're 
pretty freaking interested in what you do. You know, they've probably got heaps of emails and whatever. They've chosen to open yours, click, go to that webinar, attend that webinar. Um, but it's still a free thing as well. So it's kind of like a lot of good things going on there. So I think all those strategies are, are important. And I think it goes back to, to what Natalie said with the, the validated offer. It's like, try these organically, you know, try that because it's all well and good. Because what I see a lot of is, is um, a lot of course creators that'll, that'll, you know, go to all the Russell Brunson webinars and read the books and all that and all really good stuff. And they'll set up this crazy funnel, but they've never had anyone go through it. You know, it's like this opt-in page and this order bump and this $7 thing and these emails and, but no one's ever gone through it, you know? And it's kind of like, you can run Facebook ads to that, but you're going to risk having absolutely, you're going to risk losing money and no one can kind of tell you beforehand, you know, like someone could come to you and be like, Natalie, I've read Russell Brunson's latest book. Here's my landing page, my opt-in, my set. What do you think? It's kind of like, you can't really tell them, you know, it's like, I'm not your <laughs> ideal person. Like, you know, get some people through it. We'll get the numbers, then we'll check. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. You need to just get the validated and also, when you test it organically, you understand your conversion rate, which can then help you set a budget to meet yeah. your goal. Because you can, you can sort of, let's use Natalie's free one as an example. You can do that in your Facebook group, you know? Hey, new mm -hmm. members, you know, here's the free training, you know, click here and get it. And then you can do the stats. All right, right. You know, if 100 people go on here, okay, 10 of them buy the, the, the upsell later on. Okay, you know, I kind of know. Natalie, if you can get me a hundred people opting in here, I know I'll get X amount back, you know, and then you can you can do your stats there. Same with the webinar. You know, do a webinar to your warm list. All right, right. If I get a hundred people registered for this webinar, I know that 30 of them attend and I know that three of them are gonna buy. Okay, Natalie, just get me a hundred people and I can, you know, do these these stats here. So I think that's cool there. Um, now I don't know if this is your specialty, Natalie, or if you can answer this. Let's say someone did come to you and they're like, right, Natalie, you know, here's what I want to do, but it's not tested. And you're kind of like, all right, look, Jono, you got to go and test it all organically first. Do you have any tips on what that person can do organically? Because sometimes there's a bit of like a tough middle ground where let's say someone's like, all right, Natalie, you know, I've, I've got this idea. I'm just going to use personal training as an example because it's an easy okay. one to me to sort of do, right? Let's say someone is a personal trainer. And they've been personal training for a, a few years, right? All the friends on their their Facebook and their social media are their former clients, right? So people that are the general public, but they want to put together a course that helps other personal trainers. And they're kind of like, I don't have other personal trainers on my list. You know, the only people on here are my are people that want to look the complete opposite to a personal trainer. You know, that's why I want to use Facebook ads to get in front of new people. Any kind of tips for, I know that that may not be your specialty because you're more the ad side of things, but are there any tips you could tell someone there to, to get them ready for ads? Um, I would recommend that they, so if they're looking to build out this course with a completely different ideal client, I would recommend like researching into who their new ideal client is, mm. creating an ideal client avatar to understand all their interests and who this person is and then going out and finding where they hang out online and where they yeah. hang out and showing up there um like showing up as an expert in what you do and just creating 
a new warm audience of this new ideal client that you've created and um, kind of bring these people into your world through that by just um, engaging and creating organic relationships. 100%. And I'll give some tips that I've found because I, I quite like doing that, just finding people organically. And in my opinion, between Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, like it's impossible not to find your ideal person. And if you can't between those things, it's probably not a good niche. You know, it's kind of like mm -hmm. if there's not a face, there should be a Facebook group where your people hang out, not yours, like multiple other or a few other ones. Uh, um, if there's not, okay, it's probably a bit of a warning sign, you know, but it could be okay. But then you can go on LinkedIn. And if they're ideally on LinkedIn, you, there's, uh, you're ideally um, targeting specific job titles, which is easy to find on LinkedIn, you know, or if not specific customers, um, or if not, there may be other influencers on LinkedIn who have your, your followers, you know, you can follow those people there. If you don't have both of those, even further warning, right? Hold on. There's no Facebook group. There's no LinkedIn groups. I can't target by profession. That's all right. There's Instagram. Ideally, they're using specific hashtags or they're checking in at specific locations. They follow other accounts. If there's none of them. You're gone. You know, like if you can't find that, it's, <laughs> it's tough, you know, and I'll, and I'll give just, I'll use both examples for listeners in terms of fitness education online. So if I'm searching personal trainers, there's a heap of Facebook groups of personal trainers. It's easy, right? I could go on LinkedIn. I can search via job title, personal trainer, fitness instructor, bootcamp instructor, heap of them there. You know, there's LinkedIn groups as well um, for those things there. There's also like um, on LinkedIn, I can also specific companies, you know, who works at um, Good Life Gym, you know, who works at um, Gold's Gym, you know, and I can target that there. On Instagram, you know, hashtags, personal trainer life, you know, boot camp. Um, I can see where they checked in, the the gyms, the convent. Like it's just so easy for me to find these people. That that would be my my recommendation for for people listening as well. Um, all right, cool. Now let's go maybe into some of the the specifics, Natalie. What are some of the common do's and don'ts in terms of Facebook ads? Now, let's say someone's like, right, I'm ready to run it on my own. Maybe not be ready for Natalie's services yet, but I want to you know, have a bit of a play around on my own. What would you recommend for someone playing around on their own? What are just some, some quick do's and don'ts that they should do and shouldn't do? Um, I would say definitely uh, take a course and find out mm. what you need to do or at least do some research into how to set up your actual account because there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done on the back end of your account before you even start can set up your ads and if they're not done correctly it could Facebook could end up shutting down your whole account yeah. um, so like you do need to um, you, you need to verify your domain. Sorry, I lost my words there for a moment. You need to verify your domain. You need to prioritize your aggregated events, set up your events, um, install your pixel onto your website. And you have to know how to do these things correctly, especially with your pixel. If you don't have it set up correctly and it's really easy, like it's, it's really easy to do, but it's also if your events aren't on there correctly, it's really easy to mess up too. So just ensure that that's done well. And also really dive into who your ideal client is and kind of write out a list of all of their interests. 
because that's really going to help you with targeting. Mm. And targeting is one of the most important things when it comes to ads, because I like to use this example, like if you're targeting cat lovers, but you're selling dog toys, you're not going to make any sales, right? Mm -hmm. So even if you have the perfect image, the perfect copy, a like great validated offer, if you're showing it to the wrong people, it's not going to do anything. So you really have to dive deep into who your ideal client is as well. Awesome. Okay. So let's dive, let's go into a couple of those. So I think, yeah, I think uh, Natalie's right. It's, I think it's too, like, it's not super complicated Facebook ads, like the setup I'm saying, obviously, you know, if you like the copy and the image, like you, it's an art, right. But the actual process of going to ads manager, you know, it's not super difficult, but it's difficult enough that you probably would stuff it up if you tried to do it on your own without some sort of guidance. So I think it's important mm-hmm. to do some course. And also what I think is important on Facebook ads is like a newish kind of course. Cause it's kind of like, Hey, Facebook ads, of course, a year old, the plat, the thing's different, you know? So I think that's key there as well. Um, and yeah, the audience, any tips for audience, Natalie? Because there's there's so many different options on Facebook, you know? Do you target, um, you know, do you retarget? Do you do lookalike lists? Do you do um, just interest lists? Do you do all of them? Do you put them in the one? Do you do separate? Any like simple tips for someone that was just setting it up on their own? They're like, right, what interests should I do? So when it comes to your audiences, like with Facebook ads, there's three different types. There's your cold audience, which would be um, target stacking with like different interests. You have your warm audience, which is like your email list, people who have engaged on your Facebook or Instagram. And um, there's one more. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram and your email list. And (laughs) and and pixel and retarget via pixel right yeah well that's that's all within that um oh yeah yeah exactly on your website as well so it's your email list your facebook and instagram and your website is your warm audience and then there's also your warm-ish audience which is uh your lookalike audiences so these are essentially people who are super similar to your warm audience but they don't know who you are yet so this audience group is really valuable because Mm. you know that they're similar to people who are already interested in your brand but they're still kind of cold because they don't actually know who you are and when I'm building out my audiences I like to keep these separate Mm. and you also need to keep in mind of the type of audience that you're targeting with the type of offer that is in your um, ad. So if you have a freebie, you could sell that to all. You could um, sell that to all three different types of audiences. But if you have a paid offer, like if you're doing um, after a webinar and you're doing ads to sell your course, it's like a $500 course, and you're doing the ads to sell those. I would recommend only doing retargeting ads for that to your warm audience because your cold audience isn't going to buy a $500 offer because they're cold and they don't know who they, who you are yet so it's important to keep that in mind as well gotcha okay so let's summarize that uh correct me if i've got it right or wrong so essentially <laughs> you, you run a campaign natalie in that you'll have three different audience types i'll just give the simplified version right 
you'll yeah. run um, one to a cold audience. That's when you're typing in different interests, maybe some job titles, you know, all that kind of stuff there. And that's essentially to get in front of new people there. We've then also got our warm audience, which is, you know, our email list, anyone that's visited any of our websites or landing pages, anyone that's interacted with our socials, it's our warm list there. And then we've got a kind of like an in-between one, which is the lookalike list of the warm audience there. They're essentially the three, right? Yeah. Awesome. And ideally, we want to have all three, right? You want to be able to find a way to target with interest and that kind of thing. You want to have your, your warm list and you want to have your lookalike as well. You may show them different ads depending, but you at least want to have the potential to have all three of those, right? Yeah, the potential. Because if you are newer in your business and you might, like if you don't have a huge warm audience yet, yeah. you might not be able to target them yet. And yeah. if, if your warm audience isn't huge, then you can't actually create lookalike audiences yeah. out of your warm audience. Or it might be crap. Or it might be crap as well. Like if you've only yeah, got 100 exactly. randoms on your email list, how good is the lookalike list going to be, you know? <laughs> and I think that's part of why Facebook doesn't just doesn't create lookalike audiences mm. um, with such small numbers too, because they need enough data to work with to like compare all the different interests of the people and see what's similar and yada, yada, yada. And then like spit it out into this audience that is similar to this one. So um, yeah. So ideally you would want all three, but if your warm audience just isn't big enough, then you, you should work with your cold, you should work with cold audiences and like building your warm audience through that. 100%. And they kind of go through that funnel, right? It's like, all right, you know, I've got hardly any warm people. It's not even worth running the ad to it. But all right, cool. Let me get these cold people, make them warm, and then my list gets better and better. Now, quick question here. Long term now, do you usually see better results on the lookalike or on the interests? Or is there no Um, difference? Or does it depend? It it depends. It depends. yeah, there's no way to know without actually running the ads, which is, and that's the reason why I create all the different ad sets, which is the audience, I create all the different audiences because you you won't know what actually works for a specific ad, for a specific campaign, for a specific business uh, until you test it. There's yeah. just no way of knowing because I've had lookalike work really well for some for some businesses and then I've had cold audience work really well for other businesses and then warm not work for businesses but then warm work really well for businesses it just like it all depends and the only way to really know is to test 100 percent. I'll share um I'll share a founding that I found between my two businesses so I found that like I used to hate lookalike audiences right with <laughs> fitness education online because, but I realized why, and I would test them with fitness education online and they would never work as well as my cold audience, right? The cold would always work Mm -hmm. better. Uh, But then once I learned more about Facebook ads, I realized the reason why, and it could be specific to to that niche there, but it's kind of like, because I'm targeting just the one profession, it's so easy for me to target with interests. It's kind of like if they've got the personal trainer in their job title, that's the hottest lead I can possibly have. You know, mm-hmm. if they, if they've got fitness instructor, it's just, it's so hot 
if I'm targeting that one profession there. Uh, and if I do the lookalike, it's it's like, even though I'm targeting all personal trainers, if I use the lookalike, they show it to like in fitness enthusiasts and that kind of thing, because they've got similar interests to personal trainers, but unless they're a qualified personal trainer, I don't want to deal with them, you know? So that's, that's what I found there. But over in the course creator community, different story, right? Because I don't just have the one job title. I've got to just, okay, do they like Amy Porterfield? You know, do they like Russell Brunson? You know, do they like these people? And then I found it's 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 about even the cold and the 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 lookalike there, you know. So that's that's mm-hmm. my take. I think if you've got a really defined job title, then the the cold will work better. suddenly can't hear you anymore yeah the audio cut out okay it's not just me all right so i just uh, yeah i just unplugged my mic so there you go i can hear you now slightly better um (laughs) and the microphone's not covering my face anymore so my apologies (laughs) was picked it out um so there's just a question a few questions i always like to finish up with the first one is regards is in regards to online course platforms. So most people that come on here are an online course creator. I say, hey, what platform do you use or do you recommend? I'm not. Do you have an online course, Natalie? Yeah, I am just finishing up building one right now. It's still not. I haven't officially launched it yet, but I have been building my course on Teachable. Oh, okay. Yes, I use that for fitness education online. What, what are your thoughts? You like Teachable? You don't like it? Yeah, I mean, I'm still like, I'm still super new within with building my own, like yeah. with my own course creation. Like I work with a lot of course creators and they yeah. have like Kajabi and Kartra and New Zendler, et cetera. Um, but I wanted to start super simple and Teachable has the free option. Yeah. So I said, you know what, I'm going to build it out on Teachable because it's free for now, see how I like it. And if I don't like it, then it didn't cost me anything. And so far, I'm really liking it. I like just finishing up my sales page and everything and testing. Uh, I went through it myself to test it to see if it works and everything. And I, I do really like it. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I use it for fitness education online. I, I like it for the course side of things. I think it's one of the best mm-hmm. for a course. I found like the funnels and that a bit tricky though. What, what's your take? Are there, is it like, it's not as easy as Kajabi and New Zendler for the funnels, right? No way. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the funnels, there's no way to build out the funnels within that platform, yeah. which is one thing. So I have it integrated with, um, I have it integrated with my email sequence with my email platform yeah yeah um which isn't actually the free platform it's the basic the basic package which is still only like 32 dollars a month so i i thought i mean it's cheaper than kajabi um so i i'll build it out here and it's already built out and i i kind of build my funnels through uh flowdesk which is what i use for my email marketing gotcha now question here because you've worked with a lot of course creators right yeah i don't know how to phrase this question but i'll, I'll just say a bunch of words and if you understand it great <laughs> obviously okay. some, some things are easier for facebook ads right 
where you know if someone's using click funnels for their funnels or someone's using new zenla or someone's using kajabi or teachable like are there some platforms that are just way easier to for facebook ads in terms of putting the pixel on and the conversions and all of that or is it much of a muchness between them yeah some there are some that are easier some that are more difficult like certain platforms you have uh integration with facebook ads so that with yeah. your facebook pixel you don't have to actually manually install it you can just put it in like put the pixel id number in and it just goes throughout oh, your yeah. whole funnel which makes things super easy but at the same time with with that integration if the platform messes up something if there's like some kind of bug within the platform then it's harder to fix uh because i had that happen one time with kajabi and it was just a mess so i just ended up manually installing everything to uh, so that it actually worked so it all it all depends too um some are easier than others and it just depends on the way everything is set up Gotcha. Okay. This is that question. makes sense. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's just a question here about the Facebook pixel. Essentially, that's just how you retarget people. If you've got a Facebook account, you get you get a bit of code from Facebook. You then upload that to your landing pages or your website or whatever it is, and then you can retarget people. Is that how that works, Natalie? Yeah. So Facebook pixel is a piece of code that you get and put onto your website. And essentially what it does is it tracks actions that people take on your website so that you can use that information um, to be able to retarget them. Awesome, awesome. All right, next question, Natalie, is around mentors. So you mentioned you, you had a, a good mentor earlier. You're obviously a mentor now for other people as well that want to get better at, at advertising. Uh, I'm curious mm -hmm. who your biggest mentors have been if you could answer this in a few different ways, if you could give us a paid mentor, someone that you paid money to, to, to teach you something, uh, an unpaid mentor, so someone you haven't done their program, but you follow their stuff on social media, you listen to their podcast, watch their YouTube channel, Instagram, whatever, uh, and a book that you recommend everyone should read if they want to get better at advertising. So mentors, paid, unpaid, and book. Um. For paid mentors, my, oh, I have three favorites now. <laughs> yeah, there is Holly Lowe. She was yeah. my original original mentor. I actually lived with her on a Greek island like years oh, ago, shit. which is how I know her. Yeah. She's, she's the one that recommended me to you, by the way. I reached out to Holly. Yeah. And she was like, hey, yeah. Natalie's a better fit at, at this stage. Um, my other one that I love is Brandy Mowles. And uh, also um, Jody Miller is a great one as well. And, and she also has like tons of great free information on Facebook ads. So she's a great unpaid mentor as well. Although I am in her um, Facebook ads membership and I absolutely love it. And for books, I, Personally, I haven't actually read any books but regarding to Facebook ads. I, I, I learned everything in Facebook ads, like in courses, mm. but a good one actually is um, Russell Brunson's um, Funnel Cookbook. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, 
yeah, to help you understand like funnels better because funnels are a huge piece when it comes to Facebook ads and just having a good understanding of how your works, how your funnel works and a funnel that would work well in your own business helps you have like better results with your Facebook ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've read all Russell Brunson's secret books, you know, and then I, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, was, I bought that, the, the cookbook as well. But I made a mistake. I thought it was like an actual cook, like recipes for like funnel <laughs> builders, you know? And I was like, oh, I thought it was for busy people, you know, busy building funnels. Here's a whole heap of healthy, quick recipes. So I bought it and I was like, oh, no, it's actually not recipes. It's actually funnels. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's how good of a marketer he is, you know? I'll buy it and I don't even know what it is. Um, all right. So, Natalie, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover for today. What's the best okay. place? There's going to be a whole heap of people, you know, listening to this, watching this that are like, all right, this woman is cool. She knows her stuff with ads. If I want someone to run ads, I'm going to reach out to her or at very least I want to, you know, get the checklist and buy this $27 thing. Where's the best? Do we go to your website? Uh, do we add you on Insta? Do we join your Facebook group? What's the best thing for you? Um, best thing for me is either my instagram or my facebook group my instagram is natalie and ads and my facebook group is uh facebook ads for female course creators and coaches awesome can guys female coaches and course creators can can guys join that one or no that's just just women yeah guys can join it too it's no no problem awesome awesome all right well i'll put those links in um the show notes i'll also put them in the chat now um any that's pretty much all i wanted to cover for today natalie is there anything i should have asked you but forgot to or is there anything you want to finish us off with um i i can't think of any questions but i would just like to finish off with um like when you're when you're getting into ads the biggest thing that you want to remember is testing. Yeah. Um, you, you don't know what's going to work until you test it. Uh, you, you might think that one thing is going to work and the other thing might not work, but you just got to test it all to see. And that's how they work as they're all about testing, testing, testing. Awesome. I'll piggyback off that as well. Cause I think there's a couple important points that we, um, we, we did, we, they're important to, to know. I think like there's like, I think with Facebook ads, you're probably going to have to lose money at the start either way or not lose money, but like got to be prepared to, you know, like it's, it's kind of yeah. almost a bit arrogant just to be like, you know, all right, you know, I'm going to put money on this and it's going to be a sure thing straight away. Like if it was that easy, the whole world would just be doing it, you know? So it's kind of like there's a learning curve and, and it's just like any, you're, you're almost paying to learn, right? Just like doing a course. If you did a course, you're going to outlay 500, 1,000 bucks to learn something to, to, to just even put you in the playing field, right? I think that's similar Absolutely. with those ads as well. It's like, got to be prepared to at least eat 500 to 1,000 just to see what works and then it'll get a bit better, yeah. bit better, bit better. Um, yeah. And it's kind of and, like, oh, yep, sorry, you go. Oh, and I mean, what, there are strategies that you can use to, um, help mitigate any yeah. loss. Like I have some strategies that I use to um, 
help bring down the cost per lead where you have like a cheaper you you start out testing audiences with a cheaper uh campaign so that you can see what audiences actually work and kind of mitigate the costs costs down the line but at the same time if you're newer at facebook ads you're not necessarily going to know these strategies yet um unless they're being taught to you by someone and yeah it's important to understand that if you don't know what you're doing yet and you're brand new with facebook ads you definitely have to have that testing budget in place and understands that you might not get this money back. 100%. And I think even I'll go deeper on a couple of that. And I think that's why you'd also pay someone like Natalie as well. It's kind of like you can go out and do it on your own, but ideally if you paid a Facebook ad expert and they were good at what they do, which Natalie is because I paid her and she's, she's given the results. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, Hey, if you did it on your own, you'd whatever it is you're paying Natalie you'd probably waste that just trying to figure it out on your own. You know, you're best off. Yes, it's going to cost money paying Natalie, but you'd have to pay that anyway. At least with Natalie, like you're going to get, not only are you saving that money that you would have blown anyway, you're at least getting an expert. Like if you blow the money on your own, you might not know what you did wrong. You know, at least if you blow the money with Natalie, it's kind of like, hey, here are the things you did wrong, you know, blah, 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 blah. Should probably also set up some pixels or whatever for you as well. So it's, it's worth it there. And I think the other thing is like, if you're a bit scared of, of losing money on Facebook ads, it's, it's kind of like, that's fine. But what's the alternative? The alternative is to keep grinding organically. And that's going to take you time. So it's kind of like, you've got to make the call at some point and be like, right, you know, I either need to, if I want to grow, I either need to spend money or I need to spend time. Now, usually when yeah. starting off, it's, it's smarter to you to spend your time usually, right? Because you may not have a lot of money coming in. And it's just a, a good idea to, because uh, uh, you only waste so much time. You know, there's only so much time in a day, you can only waste it. Money, it's endless what you can, you can waste, you know? So I think starting off time is better, but it'll get to a point where you run out of time. Like there's only mm-hmm. 24 hours in a day, you sleep eight of them. You know, if it's your side hustle, you're working eight of them. If you've got some kids, you know, there's a couple hours there taking them to, to and from places like, Sooner or later, you're going to run out of time and you've you got to spend money. That's that's my, my take on it. There. Exactly. And Facebook ads are a great way to automate your lead generation, which is yeah. a huge part in your business. Because if you're automating your lead generation, you always have an inflow of people going through your funnels and you're always growing your business in the background while you kind of like enjoy your life and do what you like. <laughs> 100%. And let, let's compare some of those. That's a good example, right? And there's a few different... Yeah, okay, we'll stay on topic, but it could go bigger. But it's kind of like, <laughs> let's say if someone's starting off, right? It's kind of like, all right, you've got two options, you know? Go on Facebook or LinkedIn and request, go on Facebook and friend request 40 people a day. All right, maybe 20 of them will accept, you know? Maybe um, 10 of them will start a, or have a DM conversation with you. And you might need to spend 10 minutes having a DM conversation with all of them to get them into your lead magnet or whatever it may be, right? That's hard work, you know? And it's kind yeah. of like, you take a day off, you know, you're down 10, 20 leads or whatever, right? Whereas on Facebook, you're doing absolutely nothing and people are coming in. You take a day off work, people are coming in, you know? You don't do your organic stuff, people are coming in. So that's important. The counter argument to that is maybe if you're using something like YouTube, then I think it's different. You know, if you've got a YouTube channel and you put a video out there, 
okay, you got people coming. But that's a whole nother kettle of fish. But anyway, I want to be sensitive <laughs> every time. So let's, let's leave it at that for today, Natalie. Awesome. Thanks so much.